0: Welcome to the Secret Lives of Chiropractors, the expansion series. This is where we get to meet and learn from those who have done things completely outside the box. The idea is to introduce you to the chiropractors and entrepreneurs who have done really wild things. And let me tell you, Dr. Jason Yeager, who I got to interview this week. He's done some wild things. I have known him for a decade and have watched him go from having a successful single practice in Las Vegas to now multiple locations of medically integrated offices. He shares his story on how he went he actually went from burning out and working in his practice all the way to working on all these practices which now is obviously 10 times more scalable. Um, His goal is to open 30 to 50 locations. He shared a lot of gems today. Um, I'll share one here. He said, big thinking is free. The only limit that you have is your idea or how small or how big you are thinking. And also, I'll add to that, big thinking, big impact. This concept of big thinking is what actually helped him out of that burnout that he was going through. It sounds totally cliche, and I know you've heard this before, but mindset is everything. I know this to be true for myself, and I've watched some of my clients hit $100,000 months just by shifting the thinking into that big thinking that we're talking about. And this is exactly why I started Elevate Club, showing you all the ways that you can shift your thinking so that you can have different results that exciting life and business is just on the other side of one decision or, or one shift in your thinking and your mindset. If this resonates at all, I invite you to check out Elevate.me or Elevate Club. And that's spelled E-L-I-V-A-T-E dot me. Um, you can also connect with me on Instagram or Facebook or wherever. And uh, enjoy today's conversation. It's a great one. And be sure to subscribe for more of these episodes. Hello and welcome to Secret Lives of Chiropractors. I am super excited because today I have um, somebody on here that I would consider personal friend, somebody I've known for a long time, and uh, someone I look up to, uh, Dr. Jason Yeager, who um, now is opening up, has six offices, opening up more and more every year, and has got some really big plans with where he's going. So uh, when I thought about the series on expansion, uh, he was one of the first people that came to my mind. So I know you're super busy, Jason. So thank you so much for giving me this time today.
1: Oh, you're so welcome. How are you, Dr. Nona? It's great to see you.
0: Yeah, thank you. I, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to learn from you today. So first things first, Jason, what was, um, I know you started with your practice in Las Vegas, right? Like you had the one practice. Like, can you walk me through how that turned into what it is right now? Like, what was the journey like? Did you have a big vision starting out? Did it come bit by bit? What was that like?
1: It's interesting, and and it's it's circuitous. Um, going back a little bit further. I grew up working in the neon sign manufacturing business for a company called Yesco, Young Electric Sign Company.
2: Exactly. And
1: Young is my maternal uh family name. So the Young family came to Vegas to build signs in the 30s and the 40s thinking that a bright flashy light sign might be a good idea here. Mm-hmm. So I grew up in that world and and it was a it, it was a hard 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 working blue collar world. Okay. And and the assumed path was I would be the fourth generation that would go into that business. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked I worked in the back, back shop. Um, my dad gave me the title of dust maintenance control engineer, and the tool placement supervisor. So I swept and put the tools away. And um, but fast forward as I moved into going to college and studying law, I had an injury, and then I was introduced to um, my, my first chiropractic mentor, Dr. Stephanie Youngblood. And she said, after a few visits with me and trying to put me back together, you need to be a chiropractor. And I'm like, what? I didn't even know what it was. I mean, my grandfather had gone to chiropractic. My mom had gone to chiropractic. I had never gone to chiropractic. I had no idea. So, so I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm going to law. And uh she kept working on me, working on my spine, working on my body and working on my psyche. So fast forward, suddenly I'm like, yeah, I'm having this epiphany. I need to be a chiropractor.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So she tells me to go to life. Mm-hmm. And life is too far. So I look at life west. Mm-hmm. And then Life West is pretty far from Vegas. So then I look at the schools in Southern California and LA. Mm-hmm. And when you're a young 20 year old, you make really, really strong sound life decisions like choosing to go to LA because it's sunnier and you can surf more and ride Harleys.
2: And, <laughs> yeah.
1: So I, I chose LA and I didn't realize it. I didn't realize that there's there, there's a couple philosophical and practice divisions in chiropractic, right? There's what in the eighties, it was the straights and the mixers. And, and, you know, now we have ACA and ICA. And so I went to a school that was very medically integrated, medically based, uh, less on the philosophy side. I didn't know this and I didn't know that, uh, what it meant. And I didn't know that my mentor, uh, would have really wanted me to be at Life West. Mm -hmm. But there was this influence at, at LACC, now Southern California University of Health Sciences, about working together with multiple disciplines. And, mm-hmm. and that was intriguing to me. Okay. Um, and so, fast forward, I get out of school. I start practicing in Phoenix. I don't like Phoenix, so I come back to Las Vegas. Okay. I get exposed to some corrective care approaches like Pettibon and CBP. Mm-hmm it gives me my why in chiropractic, my evidence-based why. Mm -hmm. And and it's a mixed approach, right? You're putting chiropractic together with exercise and traction, but it's to fix alignment or subluxation. So I'm like, all these lines are blurred, but is that okay? Can we blur the lines? Do we have to go with the definitions and the limitations of the past? Or could we, could we set a new path and trailblaze and move forward? So Mm -hmm. I started getting this idea that, wow, wouldn't it be great if we could get medical doctors and physical therapy doctors and chiropractic doctors working together mm-hmm. and not to do drugs or not to get physical therapists to adjust, but to to get us all to work together and work for, for um, a goal of lifetime wellness and living your total fulfilled health. And um, could we... Influence the PTs and the medical doctors and the nurse practitioners and the PAs into this chiropractic wellness lifestyle.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And do we have to be a mixer or a straight? Do we have to be locked into I'm only ICA or, or ACA or Republican or Democrat or independent, right? Like, or, or could we could we do this new path forward? So I got this vision and idea to work together. So around 2013. Mm-hmm. I decided to to bring us all together we reincorporated we formed a medical organization started mm-hmm. training um all the providers outside of DC's mm-hmm. with uh, chiropractic biophysics and the evidence-based approaches and
2: mm-hmm.
1: started getting their their acumen developed and clinical expertise and patient choice um started uh continued to coach mm-hmm. uh, with with mentors that, That helped guide us with the vision because you need to have an accountability partner, right? Mm -hmm. And one office became two, and two became three, and three became five, and five went back to three.
0: Mm. Wait, hold on, hold on. Let's go back to the one. Becoming too so when you, when you were at your office, so it sounds like the very first step that happened in this process. Of course, there's like when you look back, you see all the breadcrumbs, right? How it all worked out, all the different pieces for you to get to the, that moment when you had your practice, and then you decided, all right, I'm going to medically integrate, and I'm going to bring in CBP, which is research based, and and it's a language that the medicals can medical uh, doctors can understand, PT can integrate really well. Did you already know you were going to open up two and three and four and five and, and whatever, did you already know? Or was it like, Oh, this is my office and I'm going to medically integrate. Yeah. And the next step appeared like,
1: well, let me speak to a dark underbelly for a moment and talk about the fact that, that, you know, sometimes to appreciate the light, you've got to go through pain and the darkness. Mm -hmm. So, um, converting from, my original practice that I was partnered in, Mountain West chiropractic. Okay. And then peeling off to start to develop my own vision, Aliante chiropractic. And then conceptualizing about about becoming advanced spine and posture, medical physical therapy, and chiropractic biophysics,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I had a burnout in there.
2: Mm.
1: I, I had a burnout and I I really speak to this with all the chiropractors that I teach or I communicate with or I influence.
2: Yeah.
1: And really all the, all the healthcare providers, period, you will go through a burnout. And so I was contemplating other choices, going different directions. Do I just close it down and walk away? Do I go to work for somebody or, or what's the end goal? And the end goal ultimately is to build something you're proud of and then build a successful retirement. So, um, I was burned out and trying to figure out how I could be maybe done. And. I consulted with a legal mentor and shared some of this with him. Mm-hmm. He said he said, oh, I I can I can see how how we can work towards your future and your retirement. Mm-hmm. You need to build more and I'm like, "What? You need to build more practices and I'm at one and I'm burned out and trying to figure out how just to get through Thursday, let alone
2: mm-hmm. next year." Yeah. And,
1: uh, he's like, "Yeah, he goes, you have a, you know, like a retirement dollar goal amount, you need to build X number of offices so you can do this. So really the the genesis of thinking outside of working in my business and starting to work on my business was pain and advice that I needed to run into the flame instead of, instead of giving up.
0: Mm. And, and I bet like having that big vision of like working towards the thing, like here's the dollar amount, which is something I feel like chiropractors as chiropractors, we don't necessarily, we don't get clear on it. Like what is the end game? We all think we're going to be chiropractors for all of our lives, right. For the rest of our lives. But did that help to have that vision of like, all right, whatever it is, this path, which we're going to talk about, um, the end result is this many offices. This is the outcome. This is the There This is what my retirement is going to look like.
1: Yeah. It, it's funny because, you know, when Stephanie Youngblood said you should be a chiropractor, the, the, the cap I put on myself without knowing it was when I decided to do it, I'd be a chiropractor. And I heard about chiropractors that were chiropractors till they were 90. Right. right. And that it's all i thought of and i i never thought of working on the business but only thought of working in the business
2: yeah. and
1: so um uh, one of the many cool concepts i've gotten from business coaches through the years one of them is called big thinking is free yeah and and the only limit to a thought is your idea right so if you have this if you're capitated with, I always have to work in my business and you never think to think beyond that, you're, you're trapped by your own mindset.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and so, yeah, it was, oh my gosh, there is something more. I could be a businessman in chiropractic. Mm-hmm. I could step out off of the table and then help grow and mentor chiropractic, but then I can help and grow and mentor PT and medical and, yeah. and then we can, we can influence the world Yeah. With, the ability to bring total body health instead of giving them sick care.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It's almost like that vision or the big thinking gives you energy to pull you out of the burnout. And we think burnout. Oh, I got to get out. And I got, cause I've been there too. I, I burnt out in my practice. And it was on paper, very successful. Like you would think why, like your life looks good. Your practice looks good, but it's, if you and look at what you're doing, there's so much more impact, big thinking, big impact.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so that so, really, right. It energized me.
0: Okay. All right. And then, so you, you decide in that moment, you go, all right, I'm going to medically integrate. You talk to the attorney, you got some good advice and they're like here. And, and then you decided you had a big vision.
1: Yep. Okay. That's right. All right. That's right. So that, that was where I decided, okay, number one, office number one needs to be number two. Mm-hmm. That was another pain point. Wow. The amount of work, Change headspace shift in your team to be two offices. Yeah. Um, you know, could have killed me if it didn't make me stronger.
0: Yeah.
1: Hard shift.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Did you do you know what is the goal? Like how many offices are you gonna have?
1: So right now the, the goal is 30 to 50.
0: 30 to 50. Okay. Right
1: Wait. now we're we're six. And, and we've, we've expanded and almost filled the entire Las Vegas Valley, but then we've also expanded to another state. So now we're in Michigan. And so we've been able to prove that, that we can scale outside of just one, you know, one county, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, we've operated in Nevada outside of our county, uh, in rural areas as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, right now we have a target of, Uh, CBP practitioners that are basic or advanced trained Mm -hmm. that love and are passionate about this technique or subspecialty in chiropractic, this particular approach. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, and then bringing in medical and PT to expand the ability to do evidence based Mm -hmm. evidence informed CBP and then, and then be in multiple States. We feel like the influence we can have on the country, the government, people's health, uh, lifespan, longevity of chiropractors and healthcare practitioners, that it's just endless how we can make this this world better mm-hmm. as a result of this expansion.
0: Mm-hmm. Possibly profitability for the chiropractor, right? That is in that practice, too. So for the chiropractor, the community, the world, the, obviously.
1: It, it just it. it It raises up everybody. So profitability of the chiropractor, let's use coffee shops as an analogy. If we open up Jason's coffee shop, and then 10 years down the road, I decide to retire and sell it, it it might be worth, you know, half of what my net is. Uh, It might be worth what my net is. Um, in that world of expansion, we talk one X, two X, 10 X, right. We talk multiples,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but, but what if, what if Jason's coffee shop was Starbucks instead? And we've scaled around the country and and the net of that one location is now, you know, a two X, a 10 X, a 20 X, because you're branded, you're reproducible. You create a, um, an experience that's consistent.
2: Right. And,
1: and so that, that, that's what we're doing. We're writing operating manuals, we're writing systems, we're creating continuity to to where Jason, the chiropractor, my ability to retire whenever that point is, and my exit Mm -hmm. is there, it's planned at the entrance, Mm -hmm. it's measurable. And, And then you can have that peace of mind and soul and heart that you can work your tail off to build this and then and that you can you can play your heart out when it's time to, to go to exit.
0: Mm-hmm. So with the thirty five to fifty offices, what timeline are you looking at?
1: Well, we we um, because big thinking is free. We're yeah. operating on quite an aggressive timeline. Uh, what we're working on right now is getting our a board constituted that will run the organization. The next step from there is is to. Explain the plan and the vision, entry to exit to the target clinics. Our goal is that we could we could sign agreements with with clinics around the country and start operating by first or second quarter 2023. Okay. Um, it's a reach goal, right? We pick realistic and reach goals, and so it's a reach goal. But we're we're yeah. working as if that's what we're going to do.
0: Yeah, yeah. Why not? I lo- I love what you said. Big thinking is free. I love that. Yeah. Okay, and then so you mentioned before I interrupted you, you said you built it up to five offices I think and then you said you went back to three or you lost a couple what happened there?
1: Yeah, you know it's it's every deal is a different deal. You sure. you bring in um you bring in people with personalities and and psychological personality types and heart and emotion and feelings and thoughts. And sometimes those unifications work. Sometimes they don't. So we we went through some of that where um, you make a plan,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: sometimes you just veer a degree off. But you a month or a year or two years go by, and that you're, you're really far off. And so then you try to realign, mm-hmm. and you don't always realign. And and so then you figure out you know how to lovingly break up.
0: Okay. And what did you, what was the biggest thing you learned in that process?
1: um I am I am the extrovert big idea person on my team yeah. and then I have to surround myself with the, the yin and the yang of the details people and um I believe so thoroughly that what we talked about was mutually understood and that it would only succeed that we dove in before the agreements were in place, for example, or mm-hmm. we started operating under my tax ID without, having all the paperwork done. And so the big lesson is, is all that gets done on the front end and any relationship worth having is worth memorializing and writing. Um, because if it, if it's, you know, like you like the cowboy idea of a handshake and that it's always solid, right. but but what you hear and what I hear and then what the truth is are three different things. And so, putting it down in paper. So we have a a Bible or a manual or an operating procedure helps keep that, that business love and that personal love in alignment.
0: Mm, Okay. All right. That's good. And uh, Jason, who did you become in this process? Like how, how, yeah. Who did you become? Because the chiropractor who was running that first clinic is obviously a different person than who you are. And probably a different version of you, you'll access by the time you're at 35 to 50. So yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. that's an interesting question that I'll rabbit hole a little bit. Uh, My second business coach was elite coaching and Dr. Fred Domenico. When I met Fred, I was right in the middle of starting this process. And so he was coaching and guiding me through that. What we discovered is that I I had become as a treating chiropractor to people. There was Dr. Yeager, and that was the professional me. And then there was Jason, and they were very, very different, right? Um, Fred helped me reintroduce those two guys. And so as I moved off the table, out of working in the business, into working on the business... I reintroduced Jason and Dr. Jaeger and, and melded them into Dr. Jason Yeager or Jason Yeager. Um, I'm more Jason these days than Dr. Jaeger. Yeah. And I I um I, I like the amalgam. It's okay that Jason can be can walk into the practice and just be Jason and not some prim and proper right. uh, dude. That Fred used to call me, mm-hmm. and, um, and then and then I I've i merged into my role now, which is I, I'm visionary. I, I sit in the seat of CEO. I operate as CFO right mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. and um, and then and then expanding and scaling and and opening up doors and opportunities for that goal.
0: Okay, gotcha. Very cool. And you know in this expansion series, Jason, I've been talking to some really incredible chiropractors and uh, t- just my last episode talked to uh, Fred uh, Garrettson, the founder of the joint. And so one of the questions I love to ask um, is uh, oftentimes when you are working on such a big vision, Um, and, and to have that kind of an impact, sometimes there is a sacrifice that you end up making, whether it's, you know, sometimes it's time with your children, with your spouse, sometimes it's physical, sometimes it's emotional, some like, you know, there are different ways that people explain, um, there's usually some kind of a sacrifice that happens before the big exit. What do you feel like that has been for you?
1: Well, um, some of your soul, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, years on your life and wrinkles on your forehead. All right. You know, cause you pay, you pay in, in human oh. capital or you pay in money. Right. Yeah. So those are, those are some of the things. Absolutely. You sacrifice time with family. You, you have to, um, in, inevitably there's, you know, like in a family, there's one or both parents work and there's just a trade-off. Right. So my family has done their best and actually been quite graceful in giving me the grace yeah. to do my, my, my role, my spot, my seat, which is to be a provider mm-hmm. and, and and then understanding that that is a trade off. It's, I, I might not be the one making their lunch in the morning, or I might not be there for dinner or um, the big one is being on this thing all the time too much like can you get off your phone so yeah yeah, there's a lot of sacrifices and then and then you've got to figure out when you get to the exit how much is enough like do you need you know do you need six figures seven figures eight figures more right and and then and then when is enough enough
0: yeah yeah that's good and and thank you. I love that. I love how open openly you discuss that because obviously that's that's kind of a big deal. You know, I'm sacred to be open and say vulnerable to say like I am sacrificing time with my family to do this. But obviously there's a there's a big ROI at the end. Yeah. Now <clears throat> speaking of the big ROI, what do you what are you gonna do when you retire? When you exit out of this thing?
1: In. It, around 2010, uh, Deed Harrison invited me to be an instructor and a co-lecturer, and and brought a product I had um, conceptualized with the roots of my Yesco neon sign manufacturing days. A product called Universal Tractioning Systems. So, since around 2010, I started working. I, I, I jokingly say I work five jobs. Um, so I have a I have a manufacturing business, Universal Tractioning Systems. I have a logistics business, uh, shipping that all over, all over the country. Uh, I work for Deed, uh, lecturing and teaching, um, on the stage and on the, in the practical stations. And then I've always held a government job, whether it was a state association or as a regulator. I, I'm, Two presidents, past president for Nevada Chiropractic Physicians Board, uh, now sitting in my role uh, on the nonprofit board, the National Board of Chiropractic Examiners, and working on leveling up that organization and its reputation and and our products. So, I have four other jobs that um, are probably could probably easily turn into eight. I'll have plenty to do.
0: Yeah, yeah. It sounds like you won't be bored.
1: No. No. And I, and I can't be bored and I can't, I can't not have a job. I, I, I think that would be the end of me. I've got to keep swimming. Yeah,
0: Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Um, what is one thing in this process that you feel like you either regret or you would do differently now looking back?
2: Hmm.
1: I, I, I think one of the biggest lessons is memorializing a relationship in writing. Um, And and it's interesting. Malcolm Gladwell has a few books that I really appreciate. Um, One of the books that I take exception to, and I don't agree with his his sociological concept, is a book called Blink. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: so Blink proposes the idea that go with your gut because your gut's always right. And, and that sounds good because I do think my gut's always right. Yeah. But the problem is, is that if one of my one of my colleagues on the left or the right that I work with, uh, if their blink is different, well, only one of us can be correct. So yeah. um, there are I have friends and colleagues whose blink is if you're going to be in a relationship, you should just shake a hand and, and then you always live live up to that. Um, I like how that sounds. I just, I think it's a mistake
2: mm-hmm. and
1: if it's worth saying and shaking hands and talking it through, then take that and put it in writing. So I've had a lot of pain in my life
2: mm-hmm. from
1: uh, divergence or deviation, getting out of alignment uh, by not having something memorialized in writing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's great advice in general. Cause Your intuition also, I think, is something that we have to develop and not everybody works on developing it. Something Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. All right. And then um, could you tell me maybe because I think chiropractors are also curious, like when you're working at that level, running so many uh, clinics and I don't know how many employees you have. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can mention that. But what does your what does your like a day in the life of Jason Yeager look like as the CFO of the company who's mainly working on the business and no longer in the business? What does that look like?
1: Yeah. So we're 54 employees right now. I can't believe that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I remember when having two or three employees, including me, seemed like so much,
2: Mm -hmm. um,
1: and, and just as a sidebar, the single hardest thing to manage is people. It's the hardest in, uh, of everything. And it's your biggest overhead, mm-hmm. um, the most rewarding and the greatest heartbreaks, right? Uh, a day in the life, when I moved off of the table, the first thing that happened is about 50 to 75% of my patients didn't want to stay in my practice
2: mm-hmm.
1: because Um, how in the world could I abandon them? How in the world could I leave them? Right. So so systemizing the communication into, into, um, it's not a personality driven Jason practice, but we have a team of chiropractors where we're all trained the same. And in fact, for example, if you and I work together, you know, I chose you, you chose me. Who do you think works on me? Who works on you? Mm -hmm. We are the best under one roof. Um, So shifting off of the table and then rebuilding and then going into working into an office where your headspace goes from the productivity of I treated or saw X number of people in a day to I saw nobody. What the heck did I do? Right. I worked on paper in front of a computer. I quickly found that working in the office also didn't work because I would have. You know, sixty to eighty patients walk by my office door that was open and go, "Hey, Doctor Jaeger, hey Jason, I know you're busy, but <laughs> can I just talk to you for a minute?" Right, with no regard for the fact that if I was on that adjusting table, they wouldn't walk up and interrupt that adjustment. Right. But what's the difference? And then the staff doing the same. So yeah. I, I had to move into working and working at an offsite uh, corporate office so that I could keep focused. And marry the divergent goals of responding to everything within a day, mm-hmm. and doing deep work.
2: Okay,
1: because this one messes up this one, and vice versa. And then trying to figure out that balance, which is still an everyday tug of war. So mm-hmm. I, I work um, not. I work from an office, not in the clinic. Um, Workday starts about six a.m., finishes at ten at night, uh, and then of course uh, I have to I have to fill in there my other four jobs.
0: Yeah, that's right. Very cool. And uh, Jason, a chiropractor who's listening and possibly wants to open up multiple locations and they're at their first one, aside from the advice of like, make sure you have legal advice and you have everything in a contract. What's the biggest lesson or what's something you would tell them? Like, make sure to do what or not to do what?
1: You know, you have to know who you are. Are you, are you, um, do you need to be the main woman or the main man? Do you like to work in team?
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, it's, you will find that when you shift from doing it all yourself into teaching somebody else how to do it, letting go of that vine, Mm -hmm. um, that's a phrase from a book called traction, Mm
2: -hmm. which
1: isn't meant to be a joke about CBP traction, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's like a, how to run a company for dummies. Uh, so, so letting go of the vine, right. And, and being able to get other people to, to, to do that. And then, and then realizing that, you know, you're going to move into being a standard business person instead of that caregiver, um, you, you know, an e Revisited really talks about exploring, is your heart and soul, are you the blacksmith or are you the person that runs the blacksmith business? Like, what are you? So really reflect on those things and then have a coach. Have somebody that you'll answer to, you'll be humble to, you'll let go of your ego uh, for, because they're, they're there to guide and mentor you through the dark spots.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That's really good. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And um, what else, Jason, anything else that you feel like what's exciting, what's coming up, anything you want to mention or anything I didn't ask for you to share?
1: You know, the the big exciting thing is um is this expansion that we've talked about. Like that, that is the all hands on deck, all pressing element for me because um how this will influence the world. I, I keep saying this, you know, it's gonna make the community better, it's gonna make patients' health better, it's gonna give our organization the the ability to have influence on government and regulation to improve chiropractic in in our cultural authority with society and, and, and bringing not, not mainstreaming us, but bringing society to, to knowing what our mainstream is.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
1: Um, so that's exciting. Um, I'm also really, really excited on the CBP nonprofit side with the amount of research that's coming out from that organization mm-hmm. uh, under, under the helm and the leadership of Dr. Deed Harrison and, um, we are we are um, just starting to put out uh, a series of papers in a Q1 journal. For any research geeks listening, you know it's like the difference between um, playing pee wee baseball and being in the major leagues. A so Q1 journal is you are you you've reached the epitome. You're a star. Within the research world and CBP is now publishing in Q1 journals and the CBP team of researchers and and hopefully me included Mm -hmm. are going to be in those publishings. I think the doors that that opens in um, shifting the truth from being opposed to violently opposed to being self-evident in Mm -hmm. chiropractic and mainstream That is going to be a huge catalyst. I'm very excited about that research.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Me too. I'm excited about all of that. And I can tell you that every single person I have interviewed so far on the expansion series specifically has really big visions beyond themselves. Like what you just said about chiropractic and expanding chiropractic and having the impact in the world and the community. So the vision is big for from a business perspective, but Literally, every single person has had a big vision beyond that as well, which is really cool. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jason, for giving me your time today. Uh, yeah, I know that a lot of people took hopefully took notes. I know I was over here taking notes and and writing little quotes that you that you said that are super valuable. Lots of gems, and uh, I hope everybody enjoyed this. And again, thank you for giving me your time. Awesome. Well, thanks everyone for listening to another episode of Secret Lives of Chiropractors and uh, tune in for the next one. I hope you enjoyed this episode and got some applicable nuggets to quantum leap your life and your practice. Be sure to subscribe to this channel and be the first to know when we release our next guest here on Secret Lives of Chiropractors. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Nona Javid, D-J-A-V-I-D, to keep up with my not-so-secret life. And um, check out Elevate Club at www.elevate.me, and Elevate is spelled E-L-I-V-A-T-E. We'll see you at the next episode.